listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. Hosted by high-stakes headhunter, author, and professional speaker, Scott Love. Welcome to the Rainmaking Podcast. My name is Scott Love, and I'm your host. And today, we're going to have a special guest on who is clearly an authority on the topic of rainmaking. Her name is Liz Wendling. Liz is the Rainmaking Attorney Coach and the author of The Rainmaking Mindset and Consultations That Convert. Attorneys from all over the world seek her out when they want to discover how to be more confident and fearless in their client and business development process. Liz understands the challenges that attorneys are facing when selling their legal services in today's crowded and competitive environment. Now, one thing I'm going to note is that even if you're not in the legal business, she also consults to other types of professional services. So keep an open mind and definitely have a clear listen to what she has to say. She's got some great ideas in this show. Whether it's for her one-on-one consulting, her group coaching, her multi-day training or workshops, Liz will work with you to customize programs around your specific needs, challenges, and objectives. Liz is known for her high energy, and she obviously has that. You're going to hear it in just a second. She's a pretty exciting person. She's straightforward and interactive and gives results-oriented programs and presentations. I hope you get some great content from our show with Liz today. Hey, everyone. This is Scott Love. Thanks for joining me on the Rainmaking Podcast. Today, we have Liz Wendling, and today we're talking about consultations that convert three ways to make your business stand out from competitors. Liz, thanks for joining me on the show today. I'm happy to be here. Now, you and I have an interesting thing in common. We both want to get in front of and get to know uh, successful attorneys, partners, and law firm leaders. Mm -hmm. But tell us about your story. What did you do when you started in your career and how did you work your way to what you're doing today as a consultant on rainmaking? Well, I have always been in some form of sales, marketing, business development in the last 30 years of my career. But Mm -hmm. it wasn't until the last 13 years after I started my own business that I went down the path of just leaning on business development and sales. Mm -hmm. And it was four years ago, I was speaking at a conference and it was the topic was opening is the new closing. And I was talking about how closing has nothing to do with how to get people to say yes to you. And a woman from a law firm came up to me and said, can you help our firm? And that's where my working with attorneys started because I realized what I was doing for business owners, entrepreneurs was the same thing that attorneys needed as well. No one taught attorneys how to sell themselves and their services in a way that resonates with them, that feels good for them, that makes them stand up in their highest and best self. And they always avoided it and said, I don't sell. I'm an attorney. I don't do that kind of stuff. Well, guess what? You do. If you're an attorney, you sell legal services and the attorneys who embrace that and believe that are the ones that are the rainmakers. Absolutely right. I coined myself the Rainmaking Coach, and I wrote two books for attorneys, one called The Rainmaking Mindset for Attorneys, and the other one is called Consultations That Convert. And that's what I do all day, every day, teaching attorneys how to step into that space when they're meeting a brand new client in a consultation, how to not sound like everyone else, and how to do it in a way that feels good for you and honors who you are. That's right. That's great. Wow. Um, sign me up. I wish I was a lawyer <laughs> just so I could hire you. <laughs> so, and once so, they get it, then they're done. That's it. They go, oh, is that all I have to do? Wow. I get to be myself. Yes. You always get to be yourself. But first you have to figure out how you want to show up and how you want to communicate with people. Wow. 
That's great. I mean, I, I think we've gotten some good content already just in, just in your introduction. <laughs> so, so I'm curious, before we get to talking about the consultations that convert, you mentioned opening is the new closing. That piques my interest. Tell me about that. What does that mean? Well, what I mean by that is the first few moments, and I have two chapters in my books on this, is the first few moments of meeting someone, sometimes seconds, people are watching every word you say and everything that you do. And so many attorneys are taught to start a consultation or greet someone in the lobby with your typical small talk of, how was the parking? Did you have any trouble finding the building? And all that stuff that sounds like 1985. And I'm not saying don't be nice. I'm not saying don't have something to connect with someone, but that superficial generic banter doesn't land anymore. It doesn't do anything to make a connection and make someone say, oh, I like this person or oh, and make them do the head turn. It's just very typical. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? Right. You walk into a store and someone says, can I help you? No, thanks. I'm just looking. It doesn't have any impact. So when I'm working with law firms, We play that out. We role play that. We come up with different language, words and sentences that feel good to you so that when you do shake someone's hand or sit down in a consultation room, you're using language that isn't generic, that that goes nowhere. It's language that actually makes a connection. Wow, that's great. Well, speaking of making your business stand out with, as you know, and everybody knows, with the pandemic, it's forced change. Every Mm. law firm has had to face this. It's forced them to innovate. And surprisingly, now, at the time of this recording in September, people are realizing, oh, we can can roll back some of the cuts that we made to comp. Several clients of mine told me that their first two quarters of this year were better than the first two quarters of last year. Oh, my gosh. So, So a lot of people are saying, you know, it wasn't as bad as we thought it would be. So it's still a change, though. They still had to change the way that they do business in a big way. You bet. So what do you think, you know, the current consultation approach, why does that no longer align with the way people are hiring attorneys and buying legal services? What can you tell me about that? Well, the very first thing is now, well, let's go back just 90 days, 120 days you couldn't meet someone face-to-face. You couldn't have a consultation where you can see the whites of someone's eyes. You can read their body language. You can be in the same, in the presence, in the same room with someone else. We all went to phone consultations or Zoom consultations. Mm -hmm. So although the consultation is still the same, once you take out body language and the meeting face-to-face, There's nuances that are different when you hop on the phone or when you have a uh, consultation that's on a Zoom call. And those nuances are are so big, but they're often overlooked. The same thing happens. You get on the phone and someone says, so how you holding up or how you doing these days? And I'm always going to go back to, I'm not saying don't be nice. I'm just saying, step back and think, is that the same thing everyone else is asking? Is that the same line everyone is asking? How are you today? How you doing? How you holding up? That it just doesn't warm people up. It doesn't make people lean in. It just it's static. It's status quo. It doesn't have the impact that you want to create. So what's happening is people, attorneys, are hopping on a call or doing a virtual consultation, and it's flat, and it doesn't have the energy that is necessary. And I don't mean high crazy kind of enthusiastic energy. I mean, the energy that gets people to sit up in their chair and lean in. It isn't just a ho-hum consultation. So what are some examples of the nuance that you've seen that is working right now? 
is first making a connection, doing a good job at making a connection before you even get to the legal aspect of the consultation. And it's in the beginning. It's stopping long enough. It's using someone's name. It's saying, Mary, I've had a chance to read some of the paperwork that you either filled out or or my intake professional took down. You want to start with something that's already there in front of you, something that you could make it unique to that person in front of you. And I can't tell you how many times I'm doing a role play or a mock consultation with an attorney and they have the paperwork, but all they have is someone's name and they're calling about a divorce. Well, that's not enough. I usually tell firms they have to ask a couple more questions because that's only going to help the attorney be able to make that bigger connection on the phone. So it's, you know, I understand that you're looking to talk to someone about a divorce and it looks like you have a couple of kids as well. And I really do want to dive into the to the details of your situation. But first, what I want to do is this. And then I want to talk to you about this. And then finally, let's end with this. And you want to let people know that while I do this all day, every day, I have a process. Without saying that, you use your words to say that. And you lead them down this path that shows them that this isn't going to be a waste of your time. Our time together has a purpose And we're going somewhere and I'm going to make this the best half hour or 45 minutes of your day so that you hang up this call feeling like time spent with me was worth it, not just another attorney trying to get my business. So let's just say you've got a partner who is an introvert and I'd say probably nine out of 10 of them fit that categorization. They're not what I would call a swashbuckling rainmaker, but they know they they have to sell work. They know that they have to get the business and they don't feel comfortable even saying selling work, they want to do revenue generation or business mm-hmm. development. And that's okay. That's fine. Mm-hmm. So what would be examples? Let's say it's a patent prosecution partner that uh, got a referral to somebody within an in-house position of a big tech company. So there are some initiatives they have. And this patent prosecution partner wants to find out about those initiatives and get a chance to pitch the work. What would be examples of, of that situation where they know this is the reason for this conversation that they set up? Should they go right into it? Like you mentioned, should they have a softer segue? What would be examples of something like that? That's an excellent question. And I work a lot with personality. So Mm -hmm. depending on who you are, how you show up, your personality, your style, your practice area that you're in, we would first calibrate to who you are. Mm -hmm. But I will always, always hang my hat on, lean the gas on the fact that there has to be some sort of a mutual connection, a connection in the beginning, some form of let's call it a uh, an agenda, but not a structured agenda. Like you sit down and you listen to me type thing. No, it's, hey, Bob, I know you and I scheduled our time together to talk about this, this, and this, or ABC and XYZ. Right, I want right. to make sure that we have a successful meeting and we get to what we need to talk about. So what I'd like to first do is this. And then you get agreement. You get an agreement of, wow, that sounds good. Yeah, let's start there. Versus just diving in and not creating that warm up, that space that allows two people to take a big breath and know where the conversation is going. I like that agreement. What do you mean by that exactly? What would be some examples of that? And I know you gave some some examples before, but how can we kind of go deeper onto that? So whether it's in a consultation, whether it's in a conversation on the phone with someone, whether it's the first time you're picking up the phone and talking to someone, or sitting in a meeting with someone. It's actually, someone has to, I always say, someone has to 
take charge, not controlled. I don't want someone to be controlling and barge in the room and say, all right, everybody, here's how it's going down today. But somebody has to be the leader. And typically I say, it's the attorney. It's, it's thanks for inviting me in, or I'm glad we're having this conversation today. I know that in our original meeting agenda, we said we were going to talk for about 45 minutes. Does that still work for everyone? Great. Let's honor that time. And all of a sudden you are showing up as that person who is not going to waste their time. They're going to, is someone who's going to honor that time. And then that, that attorney says, I know that we're here to talk about this, this, and this. Did I miss anything? Did something change? Is there something else you'd like to add to my meeting? Meeting notes. And it's it's just a way of, of with your words and your body language and your tone and your intention, showing up and saying, I know why we're here. We're going to do this as efficiently and as effectively as possible. But I also want to honor the fact that there may be some wiggle room. We may go off on a tangent. We may have to discuss other things. But I'm here for this purpose. And if we're in agreement, let's get started. That's great. You know, I like this. This is simple, but you're giving a structure of the conversation to partners or even anybody else listening to this, it's in professional services. Yes. When you have that initial call. And I like the fact that you said there has to be a connection in the beginning. What are some examples of that connection? Well, there is no shortage of places to find something about someone on the internet. Now, I'm not saying stalk someone, but right. there you can go to someone's LinkedIn profile. You can go to someone's website. If they have a social media presence, you can poke around there. Find something that makes the connection, whether it's a new initiative or a project that's coming up or somebody was in the news or somebody got promoted something that says, I did a little work to get to know you a little bit more. Right. And this is one of the things I do if there's a new client. And here's a real life example. There was a firm that I wanted to get to know. I go to LinkedIn to see who do I know who's connected at that firm. And there was a former client that I had that left his firm and actually joined that firm. So guess whose name I dropped during my first conversation with them? You and I have a common acquaintance and so-and-so. In fact, I used to do recruiting for him when he was at his uh, two firms ago. Mm -hmm. And I noticed he just joined your firm. And there's some things I see in your firm that are attractive to me. And I think I might be able to help you. Well, welcome to our office. You know, <laughs> exactly. can, can I get you some orange juice? You know, it's just, exactly. You know, stay as long as you like. That's right. All of a sudden, now it feels like there's a little more rapport. There's some trust there. And what a beautiful place to start out instead of having to build trust, create trust. It's, right. it's like inherent in that little bit of work that you did. It's there. And it is such a beautiful way to start a meeting. And I think what you are doing, Liz, you're giving a systematic process that mm -hmm. anyone can follow, that's replicable, that they can use over and over again in those first few minutes. I used to do a lot of speaking and training to the recruiting industry years ago, and I hired a coach. His name is Alan Weiss. I don't know if you're familiar. I know Alan very well. Yep. And He's I liked how- Yeah, I liked how he was, yeah, the rock star management consultants, and he yep. talked about- Common connections, things you have in common leads to rapport, which leads to trust. Mm -hmm. And those would be things that I'd always done before, but now you know, well, there's a reason why that works. I'm always looking for those common connections. Who do we know in common? Uh, they might've worked at a firm that I used to recruit four years ago, things like that. So when you say that these first three minutes of a consultation, it's the most critical, why is that? What's going on in the prospect's mind during those first three minutes? 
oh, there's so much going on. It's first of all, they're asking themselves, and this is happening whether we like it or not, know it or not, want to believe it or not. I don't care if you're buying a TV, carpeting, a new website, or hiring an attorney. The prospect is asking themselves, or the potential client is asking themselves, do I like this person? How do I feel in this person's presence? Do I like the approach that they're using? Do I like how I feel when I'm talking to them? Do they get me? Do they understand me? Do they show that they care or are they just going through the motions? Now, that might not be happening on a super conscious level, but it is happening underneath the surface. We're all doing it. We're all saying, can I trust you? Is what you're saying, does that resonate with me? Can I actually feel that you give a crap about me? Or are you just using your words, but they aren't resonating with me? So in those first few moments, that is happening. And I've had enough and I'll share with you my secret shopping ex- experiments, but I've sat in enough secret shopping experiments and I've done enough mock consultations and I've talked to enough people who have hired attorneys to tell me that sometimes in the first few minutes, they wrote that attorney off. They didn't care mm. what they said. It was because they didn't take the time in the beginning to A, use their name at all or even do anything that would make a connection happen or to establish some sort of a, where are we going during this conversation? And so one of the things that I started doing about five years ago was law firms would hire me to secret shop, whether Mm -hmm. it was to to secret shop their intake professional. I would call a law firm and say I was rear-ended by a FedEx truck, or I wanted to talk to someone about getting a divorce, or I wanted to talk to someone about bankruptcy. And from the minute someone answered that phone all the way to the end, when I talked to an attorney in a consultation, I took copious notes as to the good, the bad, and the interesting. And it was a way for me to be able to go, ha, I now know what's happening in, in the legal world, why so much money is being left on the table, why people don't even call attorneys back or don't even show up for consultations. It's because of what transpired in the first few moments or the first few seconds of a phone call. So it's those little things that can actually turn someone off. And these days, there's too much competition to just almost get it right. You've got to get it right every time that phone rings or you put someone on hold or you schedule a consultation. There's, you can't be mediocre anymore. You've got to be magnificent at every turn. That's right. And I think some firms have gotten away from basic business skills like customer service, Mm -hmm. which they might think, well, that's beneath us. We're dealing with a sophisticated clientele. Well, even more so, it becomes more important just to have to master that delicacy of nuance and dealing with a sophisticated prospect. So most of the attorneys, and I think we'd all agree, and I've actually had uh, Heidi K. Brown on here talking about the introverted lawyer Mm -hmm. and people like that. Why do you think so many attorneys think that they're just not good closers? Why do you think that is? Well, it's an old belief system. It's a belief that they got from decades ago that said, attorneys don't sell. You just should educate people. That's all you need to do. And people will see how smart you are and they'll hire you. And I called BS on that about five years ago. Hmm. People are educated. Don't you think your clients are going to the internet? They're poking around. They're checking you out. They're looking at your website. They're reading your bio. They're talking to other people. And they've already investigated what the divorce process is. They basically are coming to the table with so much more information and knowledge than they ever have. So when you sit down and you start educating them from that that place of, I know the whole process, so I'm going to tell you the whole process versus where are you in terms of 
the research you've done in the process of getting divorced. I want to speak to you from that place. I don't, we don't need to go through the whole process if you've already done your homework. So it's, it's as if you're saying to someone, I want to honor the smarts that you have and the research you've done. And there's lots of different ways to say that, but you meet people where they are, not where they used to be. 30 years ago, people would sit down and meet with an attorney and hang on every word they said, because that information was behind the gates. Now right. it's not. That's right. Uh-huh. So don't talk to me like I'm a stupid consumer. Talk to me from the educated consumer that I am now and watch what happens in your consultations. You know, I liked, I liked what you said. I liked everything that you said. There's one thing you mentioned before that I want to talk a lot about a little bit more. You talked about leading them forward. And this is something that I truly believe is that people don't want to be manipulated. They don't want to be pressured. They don't want to be pushed. Because when you push, people are either going to disappear or they're going to push back. Mm-hmm. And, but I liked what you said. You're going to lead them forward. Tell me about that. What can an attorney that's selling to a sophisticated consumer or a sophisticated prospect, let's say it's somebody that's chief counsel of a big company, how can they take that leadership role with that prospect during that meeting? Well, and that's a, another good question. When it, and it's going to be those sales skills again. And it's, it's laying out some sort of an agenda, a roadmap, a place that we're going, which right away sends a message to the potential client or if it's a customer or whoever it is that you're talking to about your legal services. Mm-hmm. You're showing them that you're not going to wing it, that you are smart and successful and you have a seat at the table. But if you don't show them sooner rather than later that you have a path that you're going to take them on. You're going to guide them through this process. And you do that by the words you use in the, in the beginning, that during our time together today, you and I, I want, to, I want to hone in on this. I want to get some information regarding that. I want to leave here today understanding this. You're sending a message to that person that it's unique to the person sitting there. It's not just, this is my agenda. I do this with everybody all day, every day. It sounds unique. It sounds like what you and I are doing in this meeting today is strictly for you. Not, I don't do this with every single person. And I think that's important. Yeah, they're they're the authority. And for them to be the authority, they need to act like the authority. That's it. And that's not selling. That's not coming out of the gate in a selling mode. So attorneys are are afraid that they're going to look like they're selling something. Well, I always say, guess what? You are. But what you don't want to do is look like it. You want to position yourself as the leader of the conversation, the person who can help you in your pain, your problem, your situation, your dilemma, or your challenge. I'm going to show you that in my in words with value. I'm going to show you the value of what I have and how I can help you. There's isn't a quote unquote sale under the surface that I'm right. going to pull out a big closing line. No, <laughs> if you do everything well in that conversation, I always say the sale happens at the end. The close happens. A lot of times someone will say, well, how do I, we get started or what's the next step or is there paperwork I need to fill out? And the attorney doesn't have to do anything other than be themselves have a process, have language that opens people up versus shuts them down and shows that I'm going to w- walk you through this process. And if you make a decision, I'm the person you're going to make the decision with. That's I'm great. the person. And it's beautiful when it's done in such a way that that person feels so fed all the way through that conversation that they wouldn't even dare go talk to the competition because of what you did to them in that meeting. 
And I think that it's important for people to know that they're going to make their own decision. We're not manipulating people. We're not pressuring them. There was one candidate I talked to just this week and he called me back and I leave a lot of messages and he called me back and there's always a reason why people call me back. Mm -hmm. If they're charging what they charge a thousand dollars an hour, they're going to take the time to talk to me. There's reason for that. Yes. And I knew this person, this partner had a motive to move and I'm kind of describing my process to him. And I told him, I said, if you don't want to leave your firm, that's fine. There are some people I talk to where they shouldn't leave their firm and I'll tell them. And I found that as soon as you say something like that, then they've, you've gotten a little bit more within the trust bank account where now they realize, well, I'm not going to be pressured. When I tell them, I say, you, you may not be ready to make a move. And I kind of went a little bit further and I said, my goal is to channel your self-interests so that it intersects with law firm strategy. And I came up with a new line lately. I said, I'm kind of like the midwife of the placement process. I'm just, oh, that's good. I'm just there to make it happen because sometimes yeah. it can take nine months and it's very painful for a partner to go from one firm to another. Yes. But, and, and I found that that real light, subtle humor kind of brings the walls down even further. What do you think about that, about kind of putting a little bit of personality into that presentation in a professional way. Oh, I'm in complete agreement of that. Anything that can start chipping away at the wall that is there, we know the wall is up. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Prospect, attorney, potential client, attorney, the wall is there. People are coming guarded. They don't know what you're going to do to them. So the more you can chip away at lowering the wall so you can see the person's face versus just the top of their head, their walls are up and it's up to the attorney or the intake professional to start lowering those walls. And I I teach attorneys to say, use their name. So Mary, whether you choose to move forward today or not, my goal during our time together is to make sure you leave here with the information that I answer the questions you came here with. And then when you're ready to make the decision, our firm will be there when, when you're ready and, or That's something great. like that, that, that says, look, I'm not going to step on the gas at the end and whip out a contract and a retainer and have you sign on the dotted line. That doesn't happen at our firm, but you have to use words that convey that. So that softens up the person who's sitting in front of you, right. starts to drop their walls. And when, when walls are lowered, hearts are open. When you can drop somebody's walls, hearts open, ears open, they lean in. All of a sudden, there's trust. And people always talk about, how do I build rapport in the first few minutes? I want you building trust in the first few moments, not just rapport. Trust has to happen sooner rather than later. And you do that by the words you choose and how you convey what the process is to a potential client. Well, Liz, I've gotten some great takeaways from what you've shared today. How can we kind of wrap it up into three action steps? What are three action steps the people listening today can take to integrate some of these ideas that you have for them? First thing I would say is stop long enough and ask yourself it right before your next consultation. Stop long enough to and ask yourself, is what I'm about to say when I shake this person's hand or sit in a consultation, is what I'm about to say to them, is it standard, boring, generic? Does every other attorney say the same thing? And how can I add my flair? How can I do something different? So first is being different within the first 60 seconds. Okay. And the one that I, I can't even believe I have to tell people this, but I must say it 15 times a week, so I'm going to say it the 16th time is don't forget to use people's names. And when I say that, I don't mean in that abusive salesy way, but when you're when you're greeting someone, when you're saying goodbye to someone, those are two places that make sense. But during the consultation, when you lean in and you say, okay, 
Sally, now let's shift gears and let's talk about uh, how our firm works and the retainer fees that may be involved. Say that name. When you use someone's name, it perks them up. If they've lost a little interest and you use their name, it opens their ears again. And What's the old saying that people love the sound of their name? They just do. Use it, but use it wisely. Use it where it belongs, not in weird places. And then I would say focus on your opening, not the closing. The close happens no matter what. Focus on those first few moments when you're actually looking someone in the eye and making that connection. That's great. Well, Liz, this is fantastic. We're going to put all of your content or, or the links to your content and your sites and even the free audio training link that you gave us, that's going to be on the show notes there. Tell us about your offerings. What types of organizations do you work with? Do you work with large firms, small firms, and then even other professional services firms? What's kind of the menu of offerings that you have? Well, I do work with solo attorneys all the way to small law firms, and I help them from their intake process all the way to attorney consultations and building out their process and modernizing it and making it a little bit more of a so that it fits today's consumer, not the consumer of yesteryear. And what we used to do, like I said earlier, it just doesn't work anymore. So I shifted to how do you make the biggest impact that you can when you finally got your phone to ring? When your phone rings, you're on. And how do you maximize that phone call so someone doesn't hang up and call your competition? Because I, I, I tell uh, attorneys that don't send your marketing dollars to the competition. Don't allow your marketing dollars to benefit the competition. And you will if you don't take a look at your processes today so that they're future-proof. And then my favorite thing to do is secret shopping because secret shopping allows me to truly get a sense of where the breakdown's happening. Not what I think is going on. It's what the evidence shows is going on. And then I could report back to an attorney and tell them, here's the process. Here's here's what's missing and why your marketing dollars are going out the window. Wow. And then tell me about your books. I'm on your LinkedIn page. I see the four books at the top there. Tell me about those. Okay. So two of them are for business owners, entrepreneurs, and the other two are for attorneys specifically for the legal industry, the uh, Rainmaking Mindset, and then Consultations That Convert. And they're all on Amazon and on my website. And yeah, so I speak, I teach, I preach business development and sales skills. That's great, Liz. I'm really glad we had you here today. You gave a lot of great takeaways. We'll definitely have you on here again. And thanks so much for being a guest on the show today, Liz. I appreciate your time. I had a great time. You're a great interviewer. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. For more information about our recruiting services for international law firms, visit our website at attorneysearchgroup.com. To inquire about having Scott speak at your next convention, conference, sales meeting, or executive retreat, visit therainmakingpodcast.com.